Hello, and welcome to another episode of Tuesday Todds, where I talk about different topics and where people through surveys can, in complete anonymity, share their point of view. My name is Esther, and I am your host. In 2018, I started experiencing severe anxiety. My body would constantly feel tired and bruised as if I was hit by a truck. I would suffer from multiple migraine attacks a week and had random moments of losing my balance. All these events took a big impact on my mental health. I sunk into a severe depression leading to suicidal thoughts. At the beginning of 2019, I had hit the point where my body could no longer fight and I would feel like I was in a constant trance. I broke down and told my job I could no longer come work. I found medical and psychological help and got diagnosed with a burnout and depression. I since then have taken a long road to recovery and to this day I find myself in a much better and healthier mind and body. This is my story, but there are many others. We are the millennial generation. In my inner circle, in the world around me, Everywhere I hear the recurring themes, depression, burnout, stress, anxiety, and even suicide. And most of these people are between 25 and 35. Longer work hours, stagnant wages, student loan debts, money stress, the rise of social media, the decrease of job stability, loneliness... Millennials have reported to suffer from higher rates of depression and burnout than any other generation. The following content is from an article on Healthline. Many experts interviewed by Healthline singled out social media as a potential vector for this increase in depressive symptoms. Millennials were the first generation to grow up with the constant flow of information from the internet and social media and they are being bombarded with details about the personal and professional lives of others, said Jessica Sign, a mental health therapist and founder of Transcendence Counseling Center in Vero Beach, Florida. As a result, millennials are feeling the pressure to always look and act like they have it all together. This can easily result in lowered self-esteem, anxiety or depression, she said. This tracks with previous studies that have indicated social media use may increase depression and loneliness. Several other experts also singled out debt and the economy as a potential risk factor in millennial depression rates. Rates of depression among millennials are naturally increasing because of the economic reality of increasing student loan debt, decrease of job stability, the rent economy and decrease in positive social support due to moving globally for job security, said Monica White, a relationship therapist in New York and Massachusetts. The internet didn't actually give us meaning, he told Healthline. App culture has us feeling more alone and isolated than ever before. Massive student loan debt and the likelihood of financial freedom and owning a home and paying off that student loan debt are not likely. There is one positive quality millennials seem to have, which might also explain some of the increase in depressive symptoms. 
a willingness to seek treatment. Public stigma surrounding depression is decreasing among millennials and younger generations are reaching out to their healthcare providers. Getting diagnosed and hopefully treated, said Dr. Vincent Nelson, Vice President of Medical Affairs at Blue Cross Blue Shield Association. That said, one in five millennials still do not seek treatment, and that might be because of rising healthcare costs. In fact, more millennials than baby boomers have declined medical or dental treatment because it was too costly, according to an insider and morning consult survey. A personal note, reading back on all this, it really hits home. The uncertainty of my career ever since graduating college, bringing my fair share of luggage of emotional trauma, student loan debt, and eventually deteriorating health and dental health, which I could not seek immediate medical treatment for because of financial stress, led me to the darkest pit in my life I had thus far experienced. And because just like me, there are so many others who suffer the same, I find this episode so important to raise awareness to this matter. If you are dealing with troubled thoughts or maybe even feeling like you can't do it all alone anymore, you don't have to reach out to your loved ones around you. Um, Talk to your primary care doctor uh, with your GP um, and let them refer you to the right mental health services or look up your local suicide hotline. Reach out. Nobody has to do this alone. And even if you have a friend or a loved one that you are worried for, reach out for them. Offer them help or contact a hotline to see what you can do to help. In the survey for this episode, 71% of the surveyees are between the age of 25 and 35. 29% is between the age of 18 and 25. I asked the surveyees, how many jobs have you had in the past 10 years? 57% said that they had um, at least one job. 14% said between one and five. 29% said between five and 10. I would probably fit in the 29%, but honestly, that amount kind of shocks me. I mean, I hear about people often switching jobs. It really seems to be a millennial generation thing to not stick to one job for your entire job career. But, you know, and this is, of course, for many reasons, some being the job isn't fulfilling anymore or it's too stressful and some coming to suffer under the economic changes. But this really backs the earlier talked about researches regarding depression rise in millennial generation. Um, Job stability being one of it. The next question is, which living situation applies to you? 14% owns a house and or has a mortgage. 57% lives in rented property and 29% share a property with roommates or family. Again, this result, seeing as the greater amount of surveyees is the millennial age, really backs the earlier talked about studies. 
Now, I don't know the specific reasoning for people's living situation, but I, for example, live in a rented house. I have had such an unstable financial situation since graduating college that it's not even within the foreseeable future to get a mortgage to own property. In the next question, we'll look into the financial situations of the surveyees. Have you ever been or are you in a financial debt? 14% is currently in a financial debt. 29% had been in a financial debt in the past. 57% has not been in a financial debt to this day. I really hope through that 57% that you never get to experience it. Being in a financial debt is a horrible stress to be under. Many people associate people being in debt with lazy scum not willing to pay the bills, purposely doing it. Um, and I used to be one of them until I ended up in financial debts myself. What people really underestimate is, is how easy it is to end up in a debt. For me, it took leaving the house at age 18 without any savings and my first job being a company going bankrupt. And from there, it's just a Jenga tower bouldering down. Um, being in a financial debt to the point where bailiffs come knocking down your door can cause intense amounts of stress and anxiety. You will feel as if you have to hide and run. It's such a taboo to talk about. Um, because like earlier stated, you will just be judged as a lazy scum who neglected bills. But find someone close to you to ask for help. It can go miles into the right direction just to find someone with a neutral point of view to go over your finances and sort it out with you. And from there, you can see if you might be in need of more professional financial help. It will be a big relief to not have to hide that burden anymore if you talk about it with someone. Then I asked the surveyees, do you have a student loan debt? 57% said no. 29% is still studying and 14% has never studied. 0% of the surveyees have a student loan. Now, I don't know where these people have studied, but it makes me question myself a bit. Um, I do have a student loan. Um, back when I was still in college, student loans in the Netherlands worked as the following. You'd get an X amount per year in monthly terms paid out every year you studied starting from the age of 18. That base amount would turn into a gift if you managed to finish your study within four years, or if you finished the study within at least 10 years if you dropped out for a year, for example. You only got that base loan in four sequent years following the same study. If you studied longer, the entire amount would become an ungifted loan adding to your debt. There were a few other rules and some extra income rules depending on your parents' financial situation, but all in all, for me it meant I started my study a bit before turning 18, I got my base loan plus some extra rental because I moved out of my parents' house, and the last six months of my study the entire amount became rental because my four years in total were used and I got delayed in my study. So about 80% of my total student loan debt has been gifted for graduating within 10 years, but the remaining 20% I will have to pay off in monthly terms. 
seeing as my financial situation hasn't been the best the past seven, eight years, I don't foresee that 11k debt to be finished anytime soon. But luckily, I still have 10 years remaining to do so. Now, in the next question, I asked, are you secure about your retirement plan and being able to live of it? 29% said yes, 14% said no, and 57% hasn't really even thought about that yet. I know retirement still seems far away, with most of us still having roughly 40 years of work on the clock, but it can't hurt to already check into it. Once you're at that point, there is nothing you can change about it anymore. But right now, in this moment, you can still come up with a plan. Especially with millennials having more than one job throughout their work career, it's more important than ever to know what your retirement will look like. In the upcoming questions, we will dive into the mental health of the surveyees. In the next question, have you ever dealt with anxiety? A hundred percent said yes. Now let that sink in. Anxiety is a feeling of uneasiness and worry. Usually generalized as an overreaction to a situation that is only subjectively seen as menacing. It is often accompanied by muscular tension, restlessness, fatigue and problems in concentration. And a hundred percent of the surveyees have experienced this feeling. In the next question, have you ever dealt with depression? 50% answered with yes, 43% said no. Now that's over half of the surveys. Again, this confirms the earlier talked about researches with the demographic of the surveys age. Have you ever had a burnout? Again, 57% said yes, where 43% of the surveyees never experienced a burnout. Again, this is a concerning majority of people between the age of 25 and 35 that have suffered a burnout. In comparison regarding Medscape Physician Burnout Report 2020, 39% of the baby boomers generation have suffered a burnout between the age of 55 and 73 and the millennials between the age of 25 and 35. That's a real big difference. We've already talked about this before. Experts have said social media is a leading cause of anxiety, stress, loneliness, and depression. I asked the surveyees, do you use social media? And if so, do you feel it has impact on your mental being? Surveyee A said, definitely. I actively try to stay out of massive world problems, but social media makes that kind of impossible. Of course, it is important to know what is going on, but the days I feel like crap, I just want to laugh at dumb memes instead of seeing political issues. Surveyee B said, I do, and I feel it does to some extent, but I am also one to ignore or leave social media when I can, and as there is a time to get away from it, as is to be in it. Surveyee C said, Yes, and yes, social media has an enormously bad impact on me. Going to bed late, sleep bad, give an unrealistic image of life. But it also has a plus side, like staying in contact easily with friends, family and acquaintances. Even friends from across borders. On top of it, it has great business opportunities and ways to earn money. Survey D said, yes, and it definitely has an impact. 
sometimes good, because it can make me feel less alone as a stigmatized individual. But it also leaves me feeling not good enough from time to time, and I tend to compare to others and their quotation mark perfect some life. Music can heal the soul, and the millennial generation has its own amazing era of pop hits and guilty pleasures. I asked the surveyees one final question. During your teen years, which song sticks out the most in your memory, and why? Surveyee A says Linkin Park. It reminds me of my first girlfriend. And oh my gosh, I would say Linkin Park definitely has had a major impact in my teen years. Um, starting from elementary, senior year years, where my classmate first introduced me to them with the album Hybrid Theory. And not to be a downer because it reminded you of your girlfriend... I will have to admit that Chester Bennington's death had greatly impacted me in the way of feeling like I lost someone close to me. Sorry to be a bummer. (laughs) Survey B says Blink-182, that famous one. All the small things. Say it ain't so, I will not go, turn the lights off. Carry me home, na 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 na. Yeah. Thank you. Now that's stuck in my head for the rest of the night. Just like you said, uh, it just popped into my head while reading the question and can't think of anything else now. Survey C. Uh, I have way too many. Some that also are part of my childhood. But I'd say So Sick by Flyleaf is one that comes to my mind. Or What's My Age Again by Blink-182. Another Blink-182. This is definitely, together with Linkin Park, a statement of the years 1999 to, I would say, 2003? Something like that? Survey D said, oh my god, one song? I guess that should be something Ever Levine. Another one. Let's say Losing Grip. It's such a powerful song, it can make me feel like a depressed 13-year-old all over again. And listen to this in the deepest of depressions in those very young years. The chorus was very much how I felt all the time. And even though it is obviously about a love relationship... For me, it was about my relationship with my parents, which was bad. I, I'm i sorry, I had to go through that. And yeah, like you said, you know, it, of course, when someone makes a song, they have a, a certain idea behind it. But that's the great thing about music, that you can feel the way it makes you feel. But yeah, Avril Lavigne can go into the 1999 to 2003 section of was definitely always all the way in there. And Survey E said, don't stop me now, because I'm having a good time, I'm having a good time. That's a very great song and looks like you had a great teen years. And with that being said, you might not want to stop me now, but this is uh, the end of the episode. Thank you very much for listening. I really feel good about this episode. I'm glad that I did it. It's something that I really like to raise awareness for. And once again, if you feel troubled or you have a loved one or friends or family that are troubled, reach out. Find your local hotlines, talk to your doctor or your GP and let them refer you to professional mental health. 
don't think that you have to do this alone. If you want to leave behind your point of view, head over to asutic.com and click the check mark. If you've got topics that you'd like to hear get covered on this podcast, send them over to podcast at asutic.com. Thank you very much for listening and we see you on the next episode. Do you enjoy this podcast? Make sure to rate and review and hit that follow button. Then you will never have to miss another episode.